The Sam Darnold era is over in New York, and the Zach Wilson era begins. It's here. And welcome back to the cul-de-sac for another edition of Jeff Fuel. I'm your host, Sweet Lou Denzo, with my cuz, my buddy, JC, in JC. How we doing, Jay? Chilling, man. Chilling. I mean, good. listen, it, it, we did the preview. We both picked this win for the New York Jets. The Jets go to Carolina the week, the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. So there are feelings in New York City. You have the Subway Series in baseball this weekend. So there's a lot of New York sports vibes going on, and they're, uh, they're alive and well. Um, but we're dedicating this episode to those that lost their lives in the 9-11 attacks and the first responders still dealing with the aftermath today. So without further ado, let's get into this game, Jay. I mean, it's week one. Very excited about this matchup. The NFL, I always call it a soap opera. This is why it's a soap opera, because they, for some reason, they know how to pull the strings to make the schedule uh, generator pick out the the perfect game to start off the season. And for the longest time, I thought the Jets were going to be starting this season against the Buffalo Bills or the (laughs) Miami Dolphins, but we got the Carolina Panthers, and with that, you have the ex-quarterback of the New York Jet, a guy that really tried hard to be a part of this New York Jets culture. He didn't want to look... He didn't want to really leave last year. He kind of wanted to um, make peace or or prove himself with the New York Jet fan base. And, you know, I'm excited to see what Sam Darnold could bring to this game, especially since his, he's matching up right across the sidelines. It's with uh, Zach Wilson, who's taking his job, who is now starting his journey. Um, and there's a lot of feelings, as we did say on our preview. It's, you know, the, the Zach Wilson era begins with this game, and you see what this what the future might hold with this young quarterback. So there's a lot of feelings, Jay. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the Sam Darnold era did, you know, ended up being disappointing to us. But, but the end, you know, at the end of the day, I really hope, I know you're like really, oh, I hope he, do, you know, what does he bring to the table? I hope whatever happens to Sam, he figures it out later. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, of course, we're Jets fans, right? Um, I wouldn't sit here and say that I'm going to like closely follow his career moving forward. But I do think that he, you know, obviously they didn't really surround him with the best talent in the world. But we've, I mean, that's kind of like the same old story with the Jets for the last, you know, 10 years. You know, uh, there are moments where we surrounded talent around the quarterback, and unfortunately we didn't have, like, a young stud ready to move forward. You know, I, I think back when we talked about it in the other show, but, you know, Sam came in and we were optimistic, and his rookie year wasn't bad, um, but we unfortunately didn't surround anything around him. The same story we're accustomed to. But, you know, for this game, I am interested to see what Sam can do with weapons because, you know, Robbie Anderson was taken away from him. We didn't sign him back, which, by the way, looking back, was definitely a mistake. Um, you know, not not that he's lighting up the league in Carolina, but he was like the most secure He was a contributor. Weapon. He was a good player, and he was a guy that we discovered. He wasn't, you know, drafted high. I mean, you know, we, he has a unique situation with how we discovered him. But but anyway, it's, it's sad that we didn't get a chance to see what they could do together for longer. Now, Granted, we say this as if we would have had 
the coaching staff to make something happen. And I think that's where we really failed, Sam. I think it's more than just the talent. I think just as a coaching staff, we didn't really provide anything. And that's one of the reasons why I think his first year in the league was just better than his second and third. Um, but as far as his future, I do hope that Sam figures it out. But as a Jet fan, it's it, it would be a hard pill for me to swallow unless our boy Zach Wilson ends up being a star, which is what, something I'm really hopeful in this game. I, I don't think this is a... I gotta be honest. I don't think Zach Wilson is approaching this game any differently because the guy that used to play for the team that he was now yeah. part of, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's gonna play good with if he's good. Now Sam, I think is the opposite. I think Sam is really gonna want to play good against these guys because he's going up against a lot of defensive players that he's used to, which is kind of an edge for him. I think even though the defensive scheme is completely different and a lot of the roster has turned around, but for Sam, I gotta imagine he's got to be souped up to play against his team that drafted him. But Sam, to me, I don't, maybe, I'm not going to ever suggest that he's not competitive because I he's a professional football player. He's competitive. He's an, yeah, he's a professional athlete. And he went to USC. Yeah, he's a professional yeah. athlete. Like, this is not... This guy somebody. gets paid to play a sport. Yeah, so, so he's competitive. But yeah. I, I do think that Sam is going to try to play it, play it down. He's going to be like, you know, well, I played for that team. Thank. He's going to be very grateful that we gave him a chance. Like He's going to say all the right stuff. Because Sam was a true professional. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many Jets fans were rooting for him. Yeah. Um, you know, he was more likable than a lot of the QBs we've had before him. I'd say in, at least the Jets fan base, I think, views it that way. So, you know, I think most Jets fans are not sitting here going, damn you, Sam Darnold, you know. He seems to be a lot more popular than, say, Geno Smith was. And several well, he had a chance. He, we, gave them, we gave him a chance to be the franchise quarterback. We also assumed when we made that pick that there was a potential franchise quarterback in that pick. Um, and Sam Darnold, honestly, he checked all the boxes as as for what to say or how to say it because he never once was rude or, you know, he yeah. would, he, like two weeks ago or last week, the New York Mets were thumbs downing yeah, the, the fans. And, and Sam Darnold in New York City playing for a team like the New York Jets Winning two games in a season, he you know he would continuously do airtime on radio shows. He would continuously engage with fans. The last couple weeks of the seasons, they had giveaways on ESPN Radio to meet Sam Darnold, and he did them. Yeah. When you know very well, you could you know how New Yorkers are. You know how yeah. they receive guys like Sam Darnold when yeah. you draft, when you when you spend that pick, and nothing works. But as you said before, the coaching staff definitely didn't help him getting rid of Robbie Anderson in, you know, after his first season where they clearly had chemistry because he was a long ball down the field type thrower yep, yep. and Robbie Anderson was that kind of, you know, yeah, was that kind of receiver. Him and Chris Herndon also had chemistry their rookie years, you know, and it just went downhill for both players after that. But I got to be honest, there is one thing I got to say about Sam that I, I don't want to like say like he's not a good football player, but I think based on his Jets regime. Now, that granted, yeah. this could be very skewed. He could come out and, and show that he is a talented top-tier quarterback, but up to now, he seems like a middle-of-the-pack quarterback mm -hmm. in, at best. Now, that's based on what he's done in the NFL. And and the only thing that really, um, even though he said, you know, he, looked, he, he fit the part, but as far as talent is concerned, I don't know if Sam was ever going to be a top-tier quarterback, even though we picked him so high. I think that every year we see quarterbacks being evaluated and, you know, 
we look at guys, this new gunslinger like Zach Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and all these guys, they seem to fit a new mode of quarterback that's a, that's going on. Well, the mobile the mobile style is mobile, like you but, you you can't be a pocket passer where you can't identify where your offensive linemen are going to be. You know, like a team like Kansas City where you bring up Mahomes and you see it early in these Zach Wilson highlights from the preseason, it's you know, the quarterback observes where his linemen are going to be and they're able to roll out or they're able to make a move. And with Sam Darnold, especially since you were saying it, he, he didn't look comfortable. Yeah, he, to me, it looked like Sam... I mean, look... Well, I, we didn't put him in a comfortable position. And we acknowledge Even when that. Sam had p- opportunities, there were yeah. a lot of lost opportunities that were his fault. And that was the thing that was really frustrating in year three. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the offense is less talented. Yes, there's certain things that are not working, but there's still players on the team yeah. that are professionals and are good. You know, I mean, say what you want about guys that we have that are no longer with us in the offense, you know, but some of these guys weren't just complete busts and terrible players. I think the coaching scheme obviously hurt all of them, but Sam had times where he just didn't he looked lost and, yeah. and just made bad throws. And mm-hmm. that's not coaching. So I mean, I'm sorry, that's that is execution too. So you know, and there's it's talent times, evaluation. It, it, exactly. But I will say that you know, Sam, uh, he's not our worst quarterback we've ever had oh, by no. far. Um, I would even argue that, you know, the we've we, as bad as our quarterback play has been over the last 10 years or so, um, not, those guys didn't have any talent. It's just that, yeah. you know, bad timing when it comes to playing, putting guys around them. I mean, when we had a young Mark Sanchez, you know, we didn't really build that offense. We decided to let Braylon Edwards go. We decided to let guys go. We decided to move on from Thomas Jones, who was the security blanket at the running back position because we thought we can get cheaper and, and pay a guy a little less. You know what I'm saying? Like, these yeah. are the kind of things the Jets have done. So I think that what's more important than even looking at the talent level of these quarterbacks is what do they do moving forward? And we saw in the first offseason that the Jets decided, okay, we have a rookie quarterback. Guess what? This Jets team is going to get a stud wide receiver in the draft. This Jets team is going to sign a stud wide receiver in Corey Davis. This Jets team is trying to put weapons back there. Now, we got a lot more things to do. We got to get a real-time big tight end. We got to really find out if we have a big-time running back but he's protecting him with the offensive line. So, you know, for me, ultimately in the NFL, it's not always about talent. Talent is big, obviously. But a lot of times it's about situation, and it's about what's being built around them. And I feel like this regime, granted, we're only going into week one, but I feel like Joe Douglas has done a much better job of surrounding Zach Wilson with talent than the previous regime ever did with Sam Darnold. Well, and, and we said it on the, and on the preview. to an extent, Geno Smith and Mark Sanchez going before. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and Christian Hackenberg doesn't get on that list, though. Well, <laughs> I mean, you have to play a game. But, Shout out to Dennis with the, with the with Christian the jersey. Hackenberg, Hackenberg but, jersey, by the way. We Love said it Dennis. on the preview, and, you know, when you look at what uh, what Douglas and, and even Sala, even bringing in an offensive coordinator – to Lafleur status, a it's modern like offense, a modern, too, right? o- yeah, and and you draft players to play in that modern offense. You have yeah. playmakers that you've what we expect from the draft that are going to contribute right off the bat. Yeah. Elijah Moore Mike, is our starting oh, wide receiver, our third, you know, our third, yeah, third receiver. string yeah. wide that's receiver. A big, that's who a big time move, hit. If it who works. can move all over the wide receiver yep. slots, you know, who he just could, jumped ahead of Denzel Mims in a, in a heartbeat in know? in a second, yeah, the first day of camp. And you know, the question you got to ask, like, is you know, when we're dealing with, you know, offenses, this is the question I think Jets fans have to always just ask themselves. I feel like this is the first time we've had a dynamic-looking 
offense in terms of the offensive coordinator, yeah. a modern offense that wants to throw the ball, wants to make take advantage of of mismatches, and and it's just that. Let's be real, man. Over these years, every single offensive coordinator that's come in here has been like an old-school offensive coordinator or a guy who's very conservative in the offensive play make, uh, play calling. Like Brian Schottenheimer back in the day yeah. would just, you know, same play over and over again. Yeah, yeah you know, and, run, and run, it's, run. it's predictable. You know, it's like playing down. a nine-year-old cousin in Madden. Pretty much. Yeah. And, and the thing is, and but, 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 HB but not Madden because in Madden you will score. You know, and the Jets mm. just didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean Madden video games, you could score. Oh yeah, you could points. change it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. in but in, in the Jets, they offenses, couldn't get past the 50 yard line. Exactly, and, and we're talking we're talking like the only quarterback that's come in in the last 10 years to really like throw the ball has been Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, exactly. And that one in 2015, year. And, yeah. and you had two, and you had professional receivers, and yeah. But but name another quarterback who's played for the Jets that has come anywhere close to what these guys are doing year by year. Nobody. No. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. That one year. And, and no Sanchez, no Geno Smith. We're not even going to talk about any of the guys that just popped in for a minute here and there. No Michael Vick. Definitely not Hackenberg. No. And then, and then unfortunately, not Sam Darnold. Yeah, and, and now that... And none of the coordinators that were associated with them. Yeah, the now way. the error is behind us with the Sam Darnold. And and you just... You hope with this game and with this... The, this first week, really, it sets a trend, like... You know, last week was first week of college football. I'm a Michigan fan. You see teams come out of the gate, and they look like a different team, maybe a different program at times, and you want to build on that. And with each drive, we watched uh, Zach Wilson. You know, he has playmakers that were looking to see if he could get the ball in their hands. And early in the preseason, we expected – we got what we expected. We see a stronger arm. We see smarter passes. We see better receivers. We see guys like Corey Davis, who I expect to be a huge contributor in this game, um, you know, kind of take charge of a huddle and, and you know, a young quarterback. And I, I don't think Darnold really had that. And, you know, I guess that's like the main overall point of, of, of this contest between Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. It's, you know... The Sam Darnold stuff has to be put behind us, and the Zach Wilson era needs to really begin. And you have to see what you have in this draft. And this draft, like you said before, Joe Douglas clearly went in, said, if we're going to draft the rookie quarterback, start off fresh, we're going to get guys that we think will help him make plays. And if you watched the, the North Carolina Tar Heels this past weekend, you could tell how important Michael Carter was to their offense. If you watch what Ole, uh, Ole Miss is building this past weekend, you could tell the product we got in Elijah Moore. And Vera Tucker, if you watched any of Flight 2021 or or One Jet Drive, I mean, and any tape from college, you know, USC might not produce quarterbacks, but the offensive line play that we're, we're expecting from Vera Tucker is something we watch in this game and we see, hey, maybe we have a strong left side Maybe Zach Wilson can be smart enough with the protection he's getting. The one concern that, I mean, the, the one matchup or, or comparison of this game that might be, uh, you know, lacking in, in both teams is the defense. Both teams are, are growing defenses. Now, the Jets have C.J. Mosley coming back. Quinn and, uh, Quinn and Williams is coming back. Um, 
you know, he's at 100%, Quinn and Williams, as I, as I should say. Quinn and Williams also, to quote him, said that he was good last year. He's going to be great this year. You heard similar stuff on the other side of the ball from second-year uh, tackle Mekhi Becton. So a lot of things to be excited. How do you see this game playing out, Jay? Well, I, I think you're right. I mean, unless we're crazy, I think, like, this is going to be a mostly offensive game unless the defenses kind of, like, show up and change the whole thing. But, like, you know, looking at I, – I mean, we talked about the whole roster breakdown in the other show, but I am a little concerned for us containing Christian McCaffrey. You know, I mean, this is obviously, you know, the most dynamic and explosive – offensive player in the league, right? Uh, including a couple other guys, but this guy can catch the ball in the outfield and he can run. And the Jets, at least in the preseason, now let me just be clear, I'm basing this off what I'm seeing so far in the preseason. So I don't think the Jets truly have shown us everything on defense, and I hope that they're going to surprise us and be solid. But they struggled against the run in the preseason. So I'm hoping that that's not a sign of things to come. I mean, I'm big on CJ Mosley being back and I'm big on us having Quinnen back. And I like the, 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 I like some of the younger guys on this roster and defense. Like I like John Franklin Myers. I like the addition of Shaq Lawson. I think Sheldon Rankins was an underrated signing in the off season. Um, I also think that we have Fatu Kasi who is a little underrated on this team. I just hope he can stop the run and help us there. Bryce Huff, who's been showing up in the in the training camp and preseason as an edge rusher, even though we are clearly missing our main man, uh, Carl Lawson. Um, but with that being said, um, I just hope that this team can contain the run and then kind of force Sam Darnold to not get comfortable back there. And that, to me, is the key in the game. If Christian McCaffrey is running all over us, that makes Sam Darnold's job so much easier. Yeah. And I worry about that. And well, I hope that they can kind of get some pressure on Sam because we know that that's really the way to beat him. If Sam doesn't have time to throw, and let's be clear about something, he's used to that, so that's also kind of like a little bit problematic. He's played against a version of this defense, different defense, but I feel like that's the main thing that's going to determine whether this game goes a certain way because I think Carolina's defense is not the strongest, yeah. and I think the Jets could maybe surprise on the offensive end there. Basically, what it comes down to is, how does how does you know how does Zach play in his first game? Which is, to be to be fair, he has you know if he makes mistakes, that's kind of understood and expected. But I'm hoping he shows up and is not like a rookie. I hope just like you that we have that left side shows up with Elijah Vera Tucker, and I hope that these wide receivers show that they're the real deal. If those things happen, I think the Jets have it. Obviously, I believe the Jets will win the game. But my biggest concern is can the Jets defense stop Christian McCaffrey and force Sam Darnold to basically play like the Jets player he was yeah. the last couple of years? So that's well, my concern. I, see, I'm, I'm on a different front as far as the defense goes. I feel confident with the moves that they made up front and with Quinn and Williams being the explosive player that he showed us and last year. The next step. And taking yeah. the next step, I think that McCaffrey out of the backfield running might not be the problem. I see the issue might be... What if he goes off to the outside, I think though? the outside... And of course, well, the corners, I have to mention, we did talk about That's where show. I was going to go. I, I agree with the, the it, whole the corner, corners as The well, cornerbacks, you know. listen, you have Robbie Anderson, who has that relationship, as we said, with Darnold. Deep threat. And they definitely have been working on... Yeah. You know, streak routes, right? They have you also together, right? have you have a DJ Moore, 
who's a young, versatile receiver, and you have a Terrence Marshall Jr., who is also, he's a rookie, but he, he was one of those guys that were in the draft where where teams were hovering over him looking yeah. at his tape. Yeah. So, he can be dangerous. you know, he can be dangerous, yeah. and, and, you know, Matt Rule is a college-style, gunslinging Texas type of coach. They're going to stretch the field, He's right? going to stretch the field, and he knows that he has tempo with Christian McCaffrey. Those are concerns as a Jeff fan going into this game. Yeah. Now, my expectation from the offensive side is I think that now that you have, we've seen that this offense has roles for multiple, uh, you know, many versatile players. Like you have Michael Carter, who just got cleared today, and Ty Johnson, who who are backups serving to to Tevin Coleman. You have three running backs that have all different styles that could get you short yards or long yards, right? And one and they could break a big play if they you know, exactly. well, hope when you we're need. Hoping. But but yeah. the problem with the Jets in the previous two years is I wasn't excited when, you know, watching Frank Gore go into, you know, into these big games or, you know, you can't expect that your offense is going to be consistent or it's going to cause problems for an opposing defense if you can't stay on the field with the running game. Now that yeah. opens well, we up. We had old guys running the ball. Exactly. Before, right? You yeah. can't have you can't have your old uncles running the ball. You know, Frank yeah. Gore's son's going to be in the league soon. Yeah. You know, I was so, hoping they would play at the same time. Exa- but, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, but that says bad. something it's that retirement. a guy in the NFL has a son who's son. about to come to the NFL, and that's yeah. like rare in the NFL. It's not. I mean, it's a not for long. I mean, that's what they call it. But it's definitely never happened before. Exactly. So, it's mean, not like Ken Griffey Jr. in baseball. Oh no, or, and that was crazy too. Yeah. Exactly. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was insane. Yeah. But the um, the, I think with the running game, that gives a young Zach Wilson the ability to... It's similar to what Donald's going to deal with with um, the Panthers' offense because of McCaffrey and, you know, the versatility there. He has the ability to throw to his, his wide receivers. He has the ability to spread open the field, and I think Wilson's going to do a very similar job at that. I think Corey Davis is going to be a very key, very big player in starting this young quarterback's career. He's going to be a leader in this offense. It's going to be very important. And, and captain today, by the way, him and Zach Wilson. Him at, well, yeah. you, you Salo knocked that one out of the park. That was the players' vote, man. The yeah. players picked that. So that's that's. I think that says a lot about Zach Wilson. Yeah. I mean, and look, it says a lot Sam, about Corey Davis. Sam was. Uh, I don't think he was a captain his first year. Yeah, he was definitely captain second year and third year. But but with Davis becoming captain with this young team with young receivers and, you know, an offense that really has to prove a lot early. I think that in this game, I think that you see a lot from your young receiver in Elijah Moore and I touchdown predictor early. I think Elijah Moore scores one. And I, I actually think Ty Johnson also gets one, but my expectations are that the Jets offense are going to be able to open up the field with the run and then the pass. And for a while, and maybe we'll see an, an efficient play action because for a while now <laughs> we haven't seen the Jets with the good play action in you know in well, years. They didn't try it much. They right? never like, tried it. it yeah. You know, it was all, all shotgun runs where you lose two or three yards. And that offensive play, I'm excited. Was brutal, man. I'm, I'm really <laughs> oh excited. God. I am very yeah, yeah. excited for the fact that we're getting a new playbook on the offense. Seriously. Because we have yeah. someone that's going to try new things. Yeah. You need a coaching staff that's going to 
maybe surprise you once in a while. You should yeah. not know what you're getting. Well, they're going to be way more creative on offense. Let's be oh, real, absolutely. Man. And I'm I'm also excited about Corey Davis. So yeah. you said all the reasons. I agree. Just having so. a six foot three wide receiver, you know, big body can make any strong. catch. Yeah, he's strong. And and the fact that he was named captain, like you said, that's awesome. And man. and on the other side, great sign. To, we don't want to ignore that C.J. Mosley is coming back as um, a captain too. You know, but the Corey Davis signing is very similar to what they did with Mosley. I feel like. Bringing in a veteran guy that you know had miles on him, but he has a lot more, and and hopefully he has a lot more after the pop tire, you know, in week one two years ago. Oh but, my goodness, yeah, yeah. I mean, I expect C.J. Mosley to have a very strong game on the defensive side, up the middle pressure. You know, you, know, you need to because C.J. Uh, uh, we need him. Christian McCaffrey's on the other side. Yeah, I mean that. You know, I said I'm worried, but I mean I'm worried because that's like. You know, I mean, I drafted him first in my fantasy league, you know, first pick of the draft. I mean, yeah. he's first pick for a reason, so of course I'm worried about him. But yeah. I will say that doesn't mean I'm not confident that the defense can't adjust and figure something out. It's just, you know, obviously if we're if someone was looking at this Jets defense and they said and look at Christian McCaffrey, they're going, I don't know. But you know what, C.J. Mosley coming back, man. I'll just say this one thing last about him, mm-hmm. like. How come not? I didn't see that. I mean, I could be wrong, but I've seen all these things about comeback player of the year, Dak Prescott, and all these guys. But what about CJ Mosley? Yeah, I know he's not the sexy pick, but I, if CJ Mosley has like a Pro Bowl year, to me, he's comeback and player taking of the year. a year. Yeah, and taking a he, he year off. He took a year off because of COVID and he was injured the previous year. So to me, he, I'm just throwing it out there. If CJ Mosley has a Pro Bowl year, which is possible, right? Yeah. It's very possible. Even if that defense is not like a top-tier defense, if C.J. Mosley is the leader of that team and they can do something with that, I just think that he's got to be yeah. in the cat. I would, well, I would vote in, for him. He has to be I, in the voting. I, yeah, he has so to be in the process. Just throwing that out there I mean, for C.J. Mosley. Especially you know? if J.J. Watt got it. I mean, J.J. Yeah. Watt's received Well, you know, the award. sexy number is I mean, the sacks, right? But yeah. let's be honest. Like, there's more to that. When you're a middle linebacker in a base 4-3 defense – you know that middle linebacker, that middle linebacker position is very important, and there he's calling the defense. Yeah. So, and he's dealing with injuries. He's dealing with mm-hmm. a, no Gerard Davis, a, a losing Carl Lawson, which by the way to me is kind of you know could be a game changer. But anyway, yeah, no, I I Matt love to CJ Mosley because let's see him do his thing. Come let's on, get let's into our score predictions and right. and our player of the game prediction. All right, who's your player of the game for Week One? Who who do you think comes out and and really stands out. Well, okay. You mentioned a couple guys that might score touchdowns. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I... You got to pick one, though. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> I, I think I'm going with Corey Davis because I feel like Corey Davis has got to show up in this game and show us that he's a big-time receiver um, against a Panthers team that some would say... Now, you're going to talk a little bit more about that in depth, but, you know... I don't know. I don't want to disrespect this Carolina Panthers defense, but yeah. I don't think people are going to be talking about this defense as much. So Corey Davis is going to be matching up against a couple of young corners that are not terrible, but like they still have to kind of like prove. Yeah, themselves. they have to figure it out. Yeah, and and, and they, you know, which is not so different from us. I think their cornerback room is a little more experienced than way more experienced than us, and has probably more upside. You know, based on the fact that we have like three or four rookies in that yeah. secondary, but um, you know, but with that being said, I'm going Corey Davis because I think Corey Davis just has to show up and show that he's going to be that security blanket for Zach Wilson. I'd love for Zach Wilson to take it, and that to me would be like 
amazing. Well, in a way, Zach Wilson has to, he's like an assist to it. I yeah, mean. but I think Corey Davis just has to have a big game and show yeah. up and say, like, I'm here. This is what you, this is what you brought me here for. And this is what Tennessee should have, you know, should have at least given me a shot to do. Well, I hmm. said a lot of offensive players before. You're going defense, Yeah, you? I have to go defensive. All right, um, and going? I'm going with Quinn and Williams. I like because it. Because I, I think in this situation, going into this game, going, going against an ex-teammate who mm-hmm. really couldn't handle the pocket very well, <laughs> I think this guy can expose a very bad offensive line. Mm-hmm. I don't think Carolina has a good offensive line. I think it's going to be off balance, and he has to get to McCaffrey up the middle yeah, to the yeah. side, and he has to get to Darnold. And I think he's going to have at least two sacks. That's big. And yeah. if he could fumble uh, CMC, force fumble, I yeah, mean, yeah. I think the Jets really have a, a, a good opening week. Uh, I'm excited for this week. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of... Um, I like that pick, a, man. A lot of different, you know, uh, it's going to be a different feeling, you know? All right, all right. Well, you know, we both had seven and ten. We're going to do the JET. Well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. No, I mean, next week. next week we have to. Yeah, of course, with the win. But the point is... This week we see a lot more, right? Um, what's your score? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go a little higher on the score. Yeah, yeah. well, think, expected well, at corners. High score for the Jets is probably like 25 points, right? Yeah. Well, after um, last year. Yeah, after the last couple years, I'm gonna say that the Jets are gonna win 27 to 17. I think that the Panthers are gonna take the lead early. I think they're gonna score. I mean, look, this could all be put to crap, my prediction, if the Jets get the ball first and run it down the score. But, no, I think 27-17, I think the Jets are actually going to take a little time to kind of, like, really show who they are. I think the Jets, uh, the Panthers are definitely going to be in the game the entire game. And I think that the Jets will pull it out, and everybody will be talking about Robert Sala getting his first victory as a Jets head coach, and Zach Wilson will get his first career victory as a Jets quarterback. And I think people will look back and go, I think they made the right move. Yeah, yeah. I have. I mean, obviously, no surprises if you heard our season preview. But um, we both have the win. I said it before. I I will say it again. I think Zach Wilson gets his first win. I think uh, Robert Sala becomes the first NFL head coach, Muslim head coach, to get a win in the NFL. I think that's a a pretty cool milestone um, with the league. My score is twenty eight. To 20 New York Jets over the Carolina Panthers. I think that the Jets and them fight a lot in the first half. You know, it's a close game. Yeah. Darnold gets a touchdown. Uh, Wilson gets a touchdown. That's what it I gets a little chippy. Yeah. <laughs> I think Carolina gets a field goal. Maybe they're up right. by a field goal in going into the tunnel. And I just think that the Jets are going to be motivated to kind of finish the job and, and set this season up. You know, yeah. on the right foot. No matter what, where you get this first win, it has to happen sooner than last year, yeah. right? Oh. So, <laughs> and 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 the Jets, we both predicted them to be seven and ten at the end of this season. Ooh, yeah. Five extra wins on top of the two you got last year. That would you got to start it off right. Wait, can I? Are we doing any bold predictions here? I mean, I got to tell. Okay. This is the here, time. To I'm going to make a bold prediction bold. about the game, not the season. Okay. Although I did, we talked about the season in our other episodes. So a bold prediction right here, okay, Lou? Okay. So here's what's going to happen in the fourth quarter. It's going to be a close game, and Zach Wilson is going to do a drive that's going to like kind of put them away. 
That's why I said I said 27-17, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be uh, 24-17, to 17, and Zach Wilson is going to drive them down the field and hit a field goal to put the game out of, uh, you know, two-score game. I don't see, I don't see field goals in our future, man. Oh, if my I God, had a that's right. Ball, no, they, look, no, I'm talking like a... 25 yeah. yard chippy maybe 30 like we're gonna get excited because we're gonna think shot. that yeah, they're we're gonna, gonna like score the a game. yeah but yeah. they're gonna hit the field goal just because it's like no 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 we we'll just we Zach, I think I think that this could be a possibility look I'm just what I'm hoping for that Zach will come out they're gonna be like we need to drive like the the Panthers Sam Darnold's gonna score a touchdown to close the gap make it so that's 24 17 right after being 24 10 right that's my prediction they're going to come back and put make a sweat a little and then it's going to be put in the hands of Zach Wilson and we're going to say to our young quarterback Lou we're going to say Zach we need you to get us some points however it is we need you to get us some points and he's going to march down the field and he's going to get us close to scoring a touchdown but not quite we're going to settle for a field goal that we actually make you know no shade to anybody who mm-hmm. kicked for the Jets a couple years ago you remember that situation and they're going to make that field goal, and I think they're going to hold on strong to get that victory in Carolina. And hopefully the Jets are sitting here going, hey, we got a quarterback. Damn. <laughs> Dropping. Here's hoping, drop. man. We have a I don't mic think stand. he's going to do the game-winning drop. drive Yeah, I don't think he's going to do the game-winning drive yet, but I think yeah. he's going to. Yeah, and, and then and you have to in hope a couple that he, weeks, he's going to drop the mic on a game-winning drive. Well, Let's you, go. You have to two, hope right? that... <laughs> That this man, this kid, is in a position where, at the end of this game where he's, you know, feeling comfortable enough to to make that drive. And and what we saw in the preseason, I I fully expect something like that to to happen. Betters, if you bet, FanDuel lines plus four and a half. The Jets are getting points. Uh, and if you like the money line, it's plus one sixty six right now. Listen, I'm not saying that I'm going to bet the Jets, but I'll probably bet the Jets week one because <laughs> it's just, it's good nature, man. Um, and since it's a new season, I mean, Jay, we got we to gotta make some picks. I mean, the Jets aren't the only team we're going to watch this Sunday. Football is back. So what we're going to do here is me and you are going to go head-to-head. We get a three-point pick, a two-point pick, and a one-point pick. Wait, what this, are you talking about? I'm only watching the Jets game. Forget all these games. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> this, is, this is a format that has been done on the Michael K show, so we're ripping them off a little bit. But I call in, and they know who I am, I guess. So Yeah, you called in talk. today, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. So I'm going to start off, and I'm going to start off bold, all right? And I hate to do this with someone that ruined most of my football experiences, but it's the first game of the week. I got to pick. A, a bold one, and I'm picking the Buccaneers, and that's going to be my three-point pick versus the Dallas Cowboys opening game of the season. I do not like Dallas uh, in week one because of that Tampa defense. Wait and a minute. I, this is your bold pick? No, this is my three-point. This is my your sure. sure fire pick. Oh, yeah. you're saying it, Well, this is, how I'm, this is how my point. Yeah, this I is how you. my points are going to be okay. distributed. Now, my number two pick and for the continuity of the show, and since we make a prediction on the Jets, we cannot make a Jets pick. But my number two point pick is the New York football Giants over the Denver Broncos. I believe that's a 4 o'clock game, the rare 426 game in New Jersey at in East Rutherford. So I really like the Giants in this game. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I do expect... Uh, if Saquon Barkley does play, I think that he will have a contribution in this game. 
Um, this is also Kenny Galladay's debut as a New York Giant. Mm-hmm. And my one-point pick, it is going to be the Los Angeles Rams Sunday Night Football versus the Chicago Bears at home. I mean, the Rams want to get back there. They have Matt Stafford. I expect Matt Stafford to have a great year. Uh, kind of pissed I didn't get him in fantasy football last night in our draft. But, listen, there's been sadder stories and sadder songs. So, All Jay, right. who do you got? Where's your 3-2-1 right. well, going? I, I'm going to take a little bit of a risk here, but I think I'm going to go with my my surefire matchup, and, and maybe this is a little bold here. But, in my opinion, I think it's a pretty much a given. But I think that you're going to see – I got to go with the matchup with Cleveland and Kansas City, man. I think Kansas City is going to – I think Kansas City is going to remind us that they're still for real. And I feel like this team is is still similar enough to that Super Bowl team. So I'm going with Kansas City and Cleveland. Okay, Is that a three-point? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm, that's what I'm going with. And for my two-point, I got to say – this is tough. And I'm not picking any of the same ones you picked. Is okay. that how we're doing it? Well, you can. Okay. I mean, if well, you know what? For week or one, I won't. For week me. one, I'm not going to pick any of the picks you picked. Um, I think for for my second point, I'm going Baltimore and Las Vegas, man. I think Baltimore is going to. I think they're going to beat them, man. <laughs> I think even I, with the even with the injuries that they have faced, I do, man. Like, there's something about Baltimore. Like, how often is Baltimore really bad? Yeah, you know. If and I think Lamar Jackson wants to come in and show us that, hey. I was MVP. Remember me? On Monday night. Yeah, and on Monday night. Like, if he doesn't show up, people are going to be like, hmm. Yeah. So I think Lamar Jackson is going to power them through. And I think, and and I can be honest, Vegas, uh, Las Vegas, you know, I'm just not as big on them. But anyway, that's number two. And my last one, I'm going to have to go with, um, man, this is, this one is a little tough, but I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going San Francisco at Detroit, man. I, I think San Francisco is going to uh, – and this is like kind of a theme, I guess, with my teams here, but I think San Francisco is going to remind us again why they were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They had a m- tons of injuries last year, and they're playing Detroit. And i got to be honest, man, I'm just not high on Detroit at all. No. And so I think San Francisco is going to come in, and I think they're going to be like, listen, we still have some defensive players here. Yeah, we lost, we lost Robert Sala. We lost some guys, but I think San Francisco is a real deal still. Or maybe they're just going to make a recovery – but I think they're going to have a much better year this year than they did last year. I love it. So, with week one, we have the battle of Darnold. We have the battle of Wilson. We have the return of the NFL. A lot of soap opera type picks here. Um, with the scheduling, you have Baker Mayfield versus Mahomes, as, he, as Jay picked. Uh, you have that return of Dak Prescott that everyone's trying to go after and say... Um, that that they're you know Dak Prescott's going to be the comeback player of the year. He's the I favorite, guess it's right? hard. Yeah, it's hard knocks. You know, if you get hard knocks, you get you get to be the favorite. But um, with that being said, Jay, any last thoughts? I just say, man, I'm just excited. I know that I I know that we. I know that we don't project the Jets to make the playoffs, and people might think, oh, same old Jets. Or, But I got to tell you, man, I'm excited for the season, and I'm excited because we have some young pieces. And, I, I mean, you know, I didn't even harp on Q, but I'm looking forward to see Quinn and take the next step. I'm looking forward to see what Zach Wilson's got. I'm looking forward to seeing his new coaching staff. I'm looking forward to seeing a new era of Jets football. And unlike, look, 
I'm an optimistic fan, so I got to say, I didn't feel quite this energized even when we hired Adam Gase and when we even brought in Sam Darnold. Yeah. I got to be honest. I'm much more hyped in that regard, and I think for for once in in such a long time, I think the Jets are moving in the right direction. Exactly. I mean, it it all starts here, right? Yep. And all when it's, gas, no break. All gas, no break, can't wait. That's those are the <laughs> yes. those are the sayings, bro. You gotta get those and sound with, bites. Without further ado, we close it the same way. Let's go, Jets. Let's go, Jets.